0: This is Disabled Girls Who Lift. We are reclaiming what's rightfully ours one podcast at a time. It's Mary Beth, Chloe, and Marcia bringing you the thoughts and unpopular topics to get you out of that ablest comfort zone. Fantastic. Welcome to yet another episode of Disabled Girls Who Live Panelful Spoons back in the building. Mary Beth is not with us today, but this is Marcia sitting on Seminole Tribe land in South Florida. She, they, I am a Black femme wearing clear glasses, blue shirt, sitting in front of a colorful wall. I will call out our panelists of the day and they will introduce themselves. First, we have cresenda
1: Hi, good morning. Afternoon? Whatever. I don't know. Whatever it is. <laughs> so I'm Chrisenda, she, hers. I am a Mexican female sitting in Southern California. Um, green shirt, black
0: hair, blurred background, and ready to chat. Yeah, perfect. And we have Joe.
2: Hi, I am. My name is Joe. My pronouns are she, they. I am a white femme. Uh, I'm wearing glasses, uh, tie-dye shirt. Uh, I have tattoos and I'm sitting in front of a bookshelf. Glad to be here.
0: Fantastic. We have Rebecca.
3: I am Rebecca. Um, I'm here on Shinnecock land. I'm also Shinnecock. I'm here from the, on territory. Um, I have on a pink sweatshirt and my glasses are reflecting really bad on the camera and um I
0: am sitting in like in front of a door in a closet and stuff great grand grand perfect Bridget
4: hey guys I'm Bridget I am in North Carolina I'm a white female and I'm sitting in a green room and I think you can see my blood pressure cuff behind me so Nice to meet you all.
0: Keeping it classy. Nice to have you. Um, So everyone else you should know from previous podcast episodes But Bridget is new. And last but not least, we have Shravya, which I'm working hard to say correctly.
5: That was that was the best yet, dude. I am Shravya. I am an Indian American woman. My pronouns are she, her. I'm in the Ohlone land, um, which is also the Bay Area, California. I have uh, black hair, brown skin, brown glasses, and I'm sitting in my new dream armchair that's black and white
0: from Ikea. I'm very excited about it. The dream armchair, I'm with it. Um, so it's been, you know, a time. We're still in a whole last pandemic. Some of y'all recorded episodes uh, during the pandemic. I think some of y'all slid in before that ever started so maybe we should start with that i'm pretty sure Kresenda was before i'm not sure if Shravio was so let's check in with crescendo because what are you doing it's been a minute what are you what are you doing the last we knew you had some you kittens. Undone? you had some kittens i you were doing you know you were fighting with some strongman admins who were like totally awesome bullshit and trying to find a nice job so where are you at
1: Let's see, so last time we checked in, I was still living in Northern Cal. I'm now in Southern Cal by the beach. So much happier there. Um, I Got my own apartment now with with the partner. So we're down to just our cats, no kittens. Although I do apologize if the cat whines in the background. Um, yeah, uh, strong man. Still not allowed to lift at Arnold's.
0: Um, Oh, it was the Arnold's. That's what it was. Yeah, it was
1: Arnold's. Um, Still blocked by uh, Magnus Ver Magnuson, which is like a pride part on my, like now it's just like a label I wear with
0: pride. (laughs) Should be in your bio. Blocked by. (laughs)
1: Um, Let's see. Uh, Did not lift this year for Static Monsters. And it turns out there were a whole one, one female lifted for adaptive. So, definitely one of those things that's looming in the background of how do we get more adaptive females to lift strongman? And Dana's retired. I took a break. And now we're all kind of like, I don't know.
0: Who else is out there? This was just so static monsters, as um, for folks that know, first of all, strongman. Does everybody know what strongman is? Okay, let's make sure we go the same page. You lift weird things up, you put weird things down, right? Like, it's not like powerlifting where it's a standard barbell or like Oli where it's like barbell. Strongman is like apparatus. Um, and static monsters is different because it's like on the same day at different locations, people are doing max log and max what? Deadlift or wagon deadlift. wheel? Ax-
1: yeah, it's an axle 18-inch uh,
0: right. deadlift. Right, right, right. So then for that event, super cool, there was adaptive division great but
1: nobody uh nobody wants to lift yeah it's it's the biggest conundrum because you know as I've been told I uh don't have a marketable look is what uh some of us have been told that it, I don't play up being ill enough so it makes it harder for me to market to adaptive lifters apparently.
0: Okay. And
1: uh I mean I took what almost a over a year off of social media. So I don't really have the following anymore to market, but there's just nobody wants to lift adaptive for strongman because I don't think that they realize that we can for one, but I mean in the United States we have static monsters America's Strongest to say Person with right. Disabilities, and then Arnold. Arnold is run by a person. We'll, we'll, we'll just leave it at that. A, a person. And um, America's Strongest is in Ohio. Arnold's in Ohio. And Static Monsters is once a year. So we have all of three competitions to lift at.
0: Directed um, more specifically. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it comes back to the conundrum of how do you get promoters to provide you with an adaptive category? Well, you have to have adaptive lifters. But in order to have adaptive lifters, you have to have a category for them to know that they can lift adaptive. But in order to get a category, you have to have the lifters already. And so it's still struggling with
0: that. Um, Yeah. I mean, but it's like so dumb because how many years ago were there no women lifting at all any yeah. category and they're not anywhere near like having an mx division or anything like that so we're not even gonna talk about that but <laughs> um just women in the sport is new and y'all could chime in at any time you want by the way unmute yeah. put your two cents in but i would think in a pandemic no less there's going to be less adaptive people because we got no money and yes. we don't want to be breathed on. That's <laughs> just my guess, you know. <laughs> I just my. Like, yeah, so, a question.
3: So, Strongman does have like adaptive divisions and stuff like that. No.
1: Uh, no, Static Monsters is the only one that has gone out of their way to have an adaptive division that lifts right alongside everybody else. Um, okay. I take it back. There is one in Colorado called Crown Mountain, and they have invited me a couple times. They're wonderful, but of course you have to fly to Colorado, you have to find a hotel, you have to have, since I don't drive, you have to have some sort of driver or taxi or something. Like, the amount of cost that it takes to fly to these competitions when there's competitions happening around the corner from me is, it's asinine.
5: The altitude change going from here to Colorado is also nuts. I struggle a lot every time I go there to visit my friend. Yeah. Shaking her hat, like, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I had to start over when I moved here like entirely it's a it's a thing I not yeah, I that. don't know how you do it
0: <laughs> I didn't even think of that that's wild I, I mean it's like I don't know it's one of those things where it's like you say you want to do something but you don't put any extra effort into it so why even say that you're doing it it's like I don't know, every movie that comes out, right, where it's, like, a deaf person pretending that they're deaf, they're not deaf. And they're like, well, we can find any actors. And it's like, well, what'd you do? Just, like, post on Craigslist once? Like, what did you actually do? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah,
3: so what? I was going to say, I asked just because when I did my episode, I, we talked, I'm a CrossFitter, right? And I, I, like, Marja and Mary Beth learned that there's, like, a whole adaptive division, but they also split it up by what it is. So like upper upper extremities, lower extremities, I'm in the neuromuscular. I think Bridget you would be in my division and I think there was someone in my division who had, you know, and I'm competing against like I have MS, I'm competing against people with cerebral palsy. I'm competing against uh there's a lady in my division who had like a brain tumor and you know, they got to take it out yeah. but she is in my division. And this year for the first year, it it was really part of the games. Like they brought the top athletes, Mm -hmm. the top uh, athletes for most of the divisions, mostly adaptive divisions, I think maybe like, there's probably only like one or two people who competed who were deaf, deaf, so I don't think they went probably because they just didn't want to go, but like they competed at the games and they did all the same workouts as all the other people. And I mean, I think they did adaptive in the age divisions early because CrossFit also does age divisions. So like they did the age and adaptive like first day, first maybe two days i think and then the other days were the rx athletes but like you know they brought out the the guy who won first place in neuromuscular also had ms and like i think one of the top three in the women division also had ms so like they this but like they always did adaptive but i think this was the first year they really brought it into the mainstream and did stuff like that but also crossfit has new ownership so
0: I don't know they're if I'm be wrong here, but I feel like um I feel like that still leads into the Crescenda conversation because if it wasn't for Wheelwad like doing the work for how long they've been doing it, I don't think it'd be here. And yeah. so Crescendo's like, I'm not Wheelwad, essentially, right? Exactly. And they're and they're like, Well, we're not gonna do it. Like I well, think that's where they're technically, that's where it's at. Technically,
1: that's what um Arnold does. So Arnold is the kind of, um, is like the worlds for adaptive lifters. However, the person who runs it is from Iceland Hmm. and he heard that I have Ehlers-Danlos, didn't hear about anything else that's going on, didn't even hear about the specifics and immediately disqualified me from Arnold. He told me that EDS is a symptom. And so I'm not qualified. And then his partner Magnus Ver Magnuson, the like world famous strongman, said, "No, no, no, that's not what RNR said. RNR said that it's just it might not be safe for you to lift." And I was like, "Well, I've been lifting for three years, very publicly." And he's like, "Well, you just need to show us that you are able to lift." And um, you, you need to be nicer about this. You, you can't be demanding. <laughs> and then he went on a rant and I told him to where he could stick it. And
0: yeah, we yeah, and saw then he blocked that in.
1: And I yeah. was like, well, how am I supposed to show you that I can lift if you're going to block me?
0: Big, strong man. I know. So, so strong, but so fragile in his feelings.
1: And because they, so they're very, very uh, prominent in the UK. Um obviously UK version of, um, world's strongest disabled man. And they bring it over to America so that strongman corporation doesn't have to touch anything like that. So they just let Um, them control it and are like, well, that's just their thing. So if they don't believe that you qualify to lift, then you don't qualify to lift.
0: So outsourcing it, Rebecca, what, what did you have to do to say I'm in whatever division? Like what, uh, nothing. They,
3: okay. <laughs> I did not have to prove anything. Um, they, it's, it's like you pick your division um, mm-hmm. for whatever they put it in. They kind of get, have a list of things for each division. Um, but it's not like a comprehensive list. It's not like if you're not like, but like I said, they don't ask anything. I think may, maybe it's when you get to be. the higher levels, possibly, but I mean, the open, the CrossFit's weird. There's this thing called the open, which Everybody does all over the world, every gym. It could be your first day at CrossFit and you're going to participate in the open, but then they, you know, they, you get scores and stuff. And then the top people are offered to go to the games. So maybe at games level, you maybe had to prove something, but um, for open level, you just put whatever you wanted in.
0: Pull up. That's how it should be. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, I offered my doctors, I offered my medical file. Like it shouldn't
0: be that deep.
5: I'm like, where do they get off telling you that you don't advertise you're sick enough? Like, why are they putting that expectation to advertise? Well, and that that
1: was the advice given to me by fellow lifters as well. Uh, one certain fellow lifter said, you know, if you do what I do and play it up and make sure that you wear wear all of these braces and stuff to show that you're sick, because then they'll know. They'll know that you're not faking it. And I'm like, I don't need to do that. And my entire platform has been, do not rely on these braces because you have internal braces relying on these braces can actually cause more harm i'm not gonna play shit up yeah and i shouldn't have name.
0: to that's not cool that reminds me of um you know i'm dang i should have invited marie my bad um so we had an episode with marie from canada and she said a similar thing she does wheelchair bodybuilding but they're used to wheelchair bodybuilding being specifically spinal cord injury. She has MS. She can stand, she can walk, but she uses mostly the wheelchair to save her energy. Smart, play smart, not harder. Right. Yeah. Um, so she'll want to do the poses in a certain way. Like, all right, so I'm going to turn like this bam, for the triceps. And they'll be like, no, 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 you can't do it that way. That's not how the disabled people do it.
3: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, yeah, the, the wheel wad, when I did, when I did wheel wad, I, I, um, competed obviously in like neuromuscular and because it was for so many different illnesses, you know, they had to have a standard. So we did, um, dumbbell snatches and I looked at all the other things. And like, obviously if you don't have two arms, you can't do alternating dumbbell snatches because you don't have the other arm. So like, obviously they didn't do it. Um, and they just did single arm snatches, but neuromuscular, they had us doing single arm snatches because like some people, you know, if, if you have cerebral palsy, you might not have control over one of your arms as well. But like, I like I, I have control over, but like they, my arms work the same. I don't really have an imbalance or anything like that. And so that, that was sort of a weird part of that standard is that like, and, or like the burpees, I can do a burpee. Maybe not everybody can do a burpee, but like I can do a burpee. And because I, and like, because some people can't, like we had to do like knee burpees, like you're just on your knees. Mm. just going flopping up and down on your knees because not everybody can do that. that was pretty much all it is <laughs> and so like it, it it's very interesting because like I could do um what can I do I'm really good at jump roping like I'm good at jump roping I can do a hundred unbroken single under I haven't got a dumbbell under yet but, like I'm pretty good at jump roping and then for that they made us jump onto like a 10 pound plate and like that was our jump roping thing because you know they're still trying to kind of figure out how you what's the middle ground yeah what's the middle ground I, I i know a crossfitter who has ms and then she was in a car accident and she's paralyzed so like where does she compete
0: <laughs>
3: you know because she could do why don't just ask compete. people what they yeah, want. yeah i do. don't know it's, it's it should it's be it
0: yeah it should be that's the, like the peak problem right like ask yeah. the people that are in it like yeah put, have the people sign up right and then just fucking shit make a group email who cares make a yeah. survey I don't know it doesn't have to be that deep right just
3: ask yeah it's really weird yeah like I would have loved to do alternating snatches doing it with one hand is just like super weird you know I got a whole other hand that works um but like I get why they did it that way yeah. but like it's also so strange especially neuromuscular it can be so many different things so like you know and well, that's the weird
1: thing with me is now I have really bad um, CRPS type one in my forearm and I can't have anything touch that forearm. I, I can no longer do a lot of lifts. I can no longer deadlift because it feels like the muscle fibers are being torn off the bone. It's like, it's bad. And so that's changed how I have to lift and static monsters. So, I mean strong man, we lift with straps no matter what. And I emailed them and I said, you know, guys, um, I have this new injury. It's not going to go away. It's probably for life now. Can I use a deadlift strap over my shoulders, a full strap? And they're like, yeah, of course. Not a question, not a, not an ask of why, like just a, oh, you have something going on? Well, let's adapt to that. Let's figure out. They're like, do you need help on the log? What can we do to help you? Like. And I was like, this is how it should be run. Like there was, there was no, no, nothing. It was just an obvious, yeah, we're going to make room for you. We're going to figure out how to get you in. And we're going to make sure that you can, because I was like, they're like, do we need to buy this and send it to you? And I was like, no, I, I keep my own strap now. And they're like, it was just a given that they would adapt to having me there instead of me trying to figure out how am I going to lift around what they're doing? And I was like, it was so easy. It, it, the promoter shout out to big Tommy up in NorCal. Like it was nothing. He was like, yeah, no, no problem. And they made sure that I set up in my own station and just left the strap on there and had, and had an extra station. Let me go a little later in the competition so that we didn't have to unload the strap and reload the strap. It was It was so seamless and made it feel like you were not a burden, that you were completely welcome to live. And I was like, it made you realize just how ridiculous it is lifting anywhere else. Mm,
0: That's pretty trash. Not gonna lie. Um, on that note has anyone else well joe recently switched from the power lifting to the only lifting rebecca's a crossfitter Shravia is powerlifter. bridget is what what do you what's your choice power lifter do you compete
4: so i've competed once it was last year and then four days later i ended up with crps so i haven't competed oh. since being diagnosed with crps so that
0: that was going to be my question it was a two-parter
4: question here
0: is have you had any injuries that are changing the way you think about competing because of the bullshit that chrysantha just went through start with that never mind on the second part it's gonna be too long so go ahead keep going bridget you already you already answered it before i asked it just keep it rolling
4: so i have a peripheral nerve stimulator in my leg right now and that in itself makes me have to compete in the adaptive division of either the USPA or the USAPL, which isn't like a bad thing, but I can still compete, like complete all the lifts to comp standards. So I have a little bit of mixed feelings about it because they're not letting me compete against like general population, even though I'm capable of it. You don't have the choice. Yeah. I mean, at a local meet, I could probably talk to the meat director, but so far, that's what I've been told.
0: And USPA, so um, we've talked about the USAPL on the podcast millions of times, but if yeah. people don't know, in general, they're trash, right? Um, and then recently, they were like, I don't know, had a PR guy come in, I guess, and was like, how can we look less trash? And they made like four categories, and there's like a yeah. M- mix, MX, I don't know how you say that out loud, going to be honest, MX category um this adaptive i think they made like a paralympic bench or something i forgot the fourth one but essentially if you meet those category things you can only be in that category so that means you don't get a medal you don't get to go to worlds you i don't know what that means for records i don't know what it means for weight classes that's the USAPL one what's the USPA one
4: so USPA at least the way it was explained to me cuz i've never competed with them when i did my competition it was USAPL they said they have an adaptive category and it covers pretty much every everything. They'll let you use any stuff you need extra. You can have a coach come help you set up. You get extra time setting up for your lifts. And it sounded very inclusive, but still you're faced with that same problem where if you're like me and you can still complete the lifts to the traditional comp standards, you're not really able to compete against everyone else.
0: Yeah, that's some bullshit. Yeah.
4: Mm. anyone else not competing
0: and not when not i'm talking about covid but just because of like where your body's at right now and where the federations are at
5: i'm not competing for a little bit here now
2: yeah same but, and, but mine's mostly just covid related not not for any other reason I actually switched back from uh olympic to powerlifting again because I had got COVID and I was out for three or four weeks. I was just like not lifting and it just completely wiped me. And uh, I was, I, I had to start over. Like I had to completely start over. So I switched back from Olympic to powerlifting just to regain some like base strength back and that and I'm still lifting at home too so right it feels it feels like a better use of my time to do power lifting and being able to actually max out but right uh trying to max out uh with Olympic weightlifting in my apartment is dangerous <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah uh yeah not a good look I'm with you on that <laughs> when it comes to like long breaks Going back to doing something like strongman or Olympic weightlifting is a lot harder for me than the static powerlifting. And I don't know if it's just like positional change or the dizziness or the blood pressure or what it is, but yeah, same.
4: That's why I got into powerlifting <laughs> because I could handle it so much better than any other form of activity. So, what were you doing before? Uh, I was doing like a lot of hit workouts and just random stuff at the gym and I just couldn't yeah. keep up
0: <laughs> yeah no thank you
4: uh, I mean that but that's all
0: we know right like you follow every like fit influencer and they're doing like jump squats and shit and like not even talking about crossfit right I'm not even talking about cross I'm talking about like like the booty one and they look like they're like twerking you don't do jump squats <laughs> I'm not even ta- well <laughs> you, you jump on the boxes whatever I'm not even talking about that <laughs> I'm talking about like the stairs thing and then like the stair climber the leg kicks like that's all i knew in the beginning have you seen the one
5: where people are like riding the adductor machine like they're training for date night
0: yes they're like standing on it and then they're like yeah yeah Yeah. i've seen a lot of that lately and i'm like but
2: why
0: yeah i mean when you're like somewhat interested in going in the weight section that's all you that's all you know until somehow somebody's like there's more and you're like oh shit that's what i'm talking about yeah um but my reasons for competing not competing are also covid related and also just like community related so that was the second part of my question is i'm wondering if anybody is not competing more of like a community reason so not to say your body can't hang but like it doesn't sit right with me that most of the people that are strongman events were sharing conspiracy theories about COVID, right? That were just saying like, you'll be fine. If you're healthy, then it's fine. Like I, I'm not, I don't want to see those people. <laughs> so. Yeah, I
1: noticed a lot of the strength gyms are very, very red. <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah like, it definitely love's kind Matter
0: of- flags. Yeah.
1: And, you know, I'm kind of like in the, in the spot where I do not have the health to work out with you if you're not wearing a mask, which is why I'm kind of switching over to adaptive highland right now because it's outdoors and I don't have to worry about you being all up in my face. Like I, I don't, I, yeah, I am tired of arguing with people for my own rights. So if I can't do it without a strength gym, I'm probably not going to be doing it right now.
5: Do it side note Harlan sounds hella fun though.
1: I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And it's, um, they seem very inclusive. I've talked to a couple people. They have a good kind of wheel uh, type of stuff where they do have people actually working in the background promoting. So I'm not going to have to do all that background work myself. So I think that's the next move because right now a strong man is kind of dead in the water. Mm, yeah,
5: I'm not competing because honestly, like I'm not convinced that everyone at a meet's gonna be vaccinated and everything, um, just given how the community is. But also my body's just missing me right now. So I'm kind of starting a like a functional phase. and like Foundation building, I guess, where I'm at right now. But yeah, like I tell people, oh yeah, I'm a powerlifter. They're like, oh, like they know they know already. And I'm like, I, I I'm a vaccinated powerlifter, guys. It's okay, it's okay.
4: That's
2: I was gonna say that it's I just feel so burned by the like I worked at two different gyms before COVID and like. I had such a huge community at both of them and the way that the gym community has treated COVID and, you know, the whole, the same thing with like, I'm strong, therefore I am healthy. Um, I, now that I, one, am fully vaccinated and two, have like gotten COVID, like I feel like I, I will be okay, but at this point, it's just kind of like voting with my dollar. Like I want to... I went to get a massage recently and uh, I walked in, I was wearing a mask and the counter lady like wasn't wearing a mask. So I asked her if she was vaccinated and she said no. And I was like, see ya. <laughs> and I just like turned turned around and left and I left him a, a bad review. And uh, the owner of the place like saw it and called me and was like, how do I fix this? And I was like, you guys aren't vaccinated, nor are you wearing masks. And um the lady is like, oh, she's just like she's a counter girl and she's not vaccinated because she has health problems. And I freaked out at this lady and I was like, I have health problems. And she's like, Yeah, I don't think this is gonna be a good fit for for either of us. And I was like, Yeah, you're right. So long story short, it's it's just I I don't feel that there are any gyms around me that I feel good about giving my money to at this point. So I'm staying home and I'm fine doing that.
0: Yeah. I also train at home. Yeah. I go, I now go to a big box gym because
1: it's one of those, they were forced to comply and it's like, at least they're forced to comply. A lot of the big box gyms have started getting Olympic stations anyway. So what, I mean, I'm going to go visit um, one of the, there's a really good, really good strength gym right down the street. And like they have like a bajillion of the like California's strongest, world's strongest, Gwanda Arnold's strongmen people. So I'm like, oh, that'd be a great fit. But it took them two weeks to message me back for one. And I'm like, that's usually a not good. Thing. Like you see somebody saying, hey, I would love to come visit your gym. I'm thinking about lifting there. Like you see my profile and then you see my profile and you're like, mm, I'll take some time to message her back. That's never, that's never a good feeling. Cause it, you want potential customers in your gym and you take a look at my profile and then you put me on hold. That's not a good sign, but I, it, it's kind of one of those things where I go to a gym and I walk around and I look and see what, what are you actually saying? And do, when I lift, I say that I come from your gym. Do I want to represent your gym? Cause in NorCal, like beast of the Bay and strength, uh, strength club and everything like amazing guys, the best guys I've ever met, completely inclusive, very open, very very strict about covid like hands down the best experience and now that i know what it's going to be like i'm not going to settle for anything else i i see how easy it was for tommy to include me make sure it's safe for literally everybody take care of every single member that he has start lifting in a parking lot instead of inside of a gym because covid's happening Nobody's not allowed to wear their mask, everybody's sanitizing, and I'm like, I'm not settling for anything less because it literally cost him nothing, it took no time out of his day. Yeah, he and I see care. That, yeah, all he did was care, yeah. And I was like, Why would you settle for anything less when you see that it can be done? And he's turning a profit just fine, and he's taking care of his community,
2: yeah. That's amazing. And
1: you know what? I know nothing about his politics. It had nothing to do with politics. Like, for all I know, he could be the worst human. He could be a Nazi. He's not. I, I know for a fact he's not. But I'm saying, for all I know, he could be. He left that out of it. This is just about taking care of his community.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I emailed somebody and I asked them, you know, like what their COVID protocol was and told told this lady my situation and what she's doing as a private business owner to make sure everyone is able to lift at her gym. And first, it took me a couple weeks to hear back from her. (laughs) Um, And then eventually she was like, well, there's really nothing I can do. my hands are tied unless you know Colorado comes with like a new guideline for blah blah or whatever and it's just like are you're the owner and it's also like all you have to do is have people wear masks or like even like have some sort of signage about vaccines or like just like Make some sort of effort to pretend that you care or something, but to just
0: bare minimum,
2: just <laughs> it's my minimum. hands
0: are tied by whom, yeah. ma'am.
2: By whom, this is, <laughs> this is your gym, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> what the fuck?
1: That's one of the things I noticed about moving. So, NorCal, very blue, very liberal, and now I'm in Orange County, and we're like the little pocket on the beach of not not like the rest of California and it's it's very like there's no mask mandate so when we wear the mask at the gym we get those kind of side eyes and it's like the difference in yeah we're, we're I'm two miles from the beach so it's awesome but you miss out on doing a lot of things because orange
5: county is a whole mess my team and I a couple years ago before the before the pandemic really got bad, um, we did like a team retreat there, um, and like 99% of my team were brown girls. So a bunch of brown girls walk into this gym in Orange County, and like everyone's there is just like, "What? What are you doing here? Why are you here?" And we all start lifting, and this guy says, "Oh, I thought I was getting a bunch of bunch of brown cheerleaders," and it's like. No, sir. That is Ground not what's happening. Please, I'm so glad. Please, you kindly. There. Someone said that, and I was like, please, kindly. Go fuck yourself. This is ridiculous.
1: Oh my god. Okay, what's so so shit. I just moved here. I moved here literally a month ago, and there's been times where we would walk around places, and I mean, I'm kind of ethnically ambiguous sometimes when you look at me, but. There's definitely a, what are you feeling that I get a lot of times.
0: Yeah. From around these spurts.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and now like I'm much more Brown and I, so a lot of the gyms we've been going to, we've been going around trying different 24 hour fitness. because We have a year long membership there and we'll be lifting and just the looks, the kind of side eye or one white lady just gave like, bumped into me while walking through the aisle to get to the machine next to me to live oh my god we call that gym forms because it was it was nothing but ego lifting but she, i'm like i thought maybe i i couldn't quite put my finger on what was happening uh,
0: ah yeah, yeah anytime yeah, i'm yeah,
1: lifting yeah, i'm getting yeah, stared yeah. at any anything i'm doing no I'm that's getting, what it
0: is it's racism
1: and it was like well, and a lot of times I'm like, there's no way. There's
0: no way. It no, I right. get what she's saying. It must be like, sometimes you, you need like a person that's like w- right, like yeah. like Travis was with the girls, like with the homies. Like they could look at each other and be like okay, Whereas like right? I lived with like, like the whitest guy. Yeah, the you don't have like a a, band a band you don't t-shirt. have like a, a check. You, like you can't be like, is it? I, I <laughs> yeah always I'm assume with you. It gets, it gets what is really she confusing. doing with him?
1: <laughs> I always assume it's what is she doing with him. I never go straight to race, but around here, it feels like that happens a little more than not. Like, it's like, Hmm, what is going on
0: here? Who knows?
1: Well, and, and quite frankly, why I'm like, I'm like the white Mexican, not like the Brown Mexican. I, I have pretty pale skin and I have lupus. So I'm allergic to the sun. So I'm pretty pale. And it's like, I'm still browner than most around here. So it's like, what's going on? Like, you always have Yikes. that question in the back of your mind. Like,
0: yeah, you need a check. You need somebody you could just text real quick to just be like, is this racism or is it me? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you need. Like, just so a I real, was, like, check in. Like,
1: I started keeping, like, the the disposable toothbrush because I always think, like, maybe it's something going on in my face. Like, maybe maybe oh I got God. something going on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god i feel like
1: i feel like if you're getting the is it racism vibes
5: it's
0: probably racist. it's probably racist. yeah this is also true
1: yeah for so many years i didn't have that Or i mean i you're had in a it, different but not area to, not to this
0: extent yeah you're in a totally different area like, um wow. joe did you just get telling, oh go ahead
5: i was just telling my friend about how you know i wait i was born um not in the bay but i was raised in the bay area and it's quite diverse here Um, but in 2019, when I graduated from grad school and, uh, my family went out to Indiana and we stopped by Purdue on, on the way, because that's my brother's going. So on the way from West Lafayette to Notre Dame, we stopped at some like random as Walmart for a bathroom break and some snacks. And obviously we're like probably the only Brown people in this County at this point. It's a very, very, very small town. Um, and my brother and dad both have darker skin than me. They're big dudes. And mom has lighter skin, but she doesn't look white either. Um, and this little girl in the produce section, she looks at my family and asks, asks her mom, who she's with, she's like, mom, and she says it loudly too, because kids are not subtle. Mom, what did they do to make God so angry? Why did he ma- make them so dark? And the mom, and like, my whole family heard this. We were like five feet away. And I'm getting heated. My parents are like, calm. Okay, do not pick a fight in a Walmart here. Like, now is not the time. We're just going to go. But the mom just said, she just said, I don't know, honey. And they walked away. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't bother telling her child, like, maybe that wholesome brown family did not, in fact, spite God. I don't know. What did you do? Oh, no. Did
0: you? (laughs) oh my god that's um that's a lot it was,
5: like culture shock but that kind
0: that's a lot yeah traveling is uh, I mean there's a reason why why um black people created their own like tourism books so you know where to stop and where to keep going like there's yeah. a Don't reason me for wrong, that the Bay
5: is definitely <laughs> kind of racist in other ways I think it's more like the Karen types here, though. The like,
0: low-key racism. Like yeah, lowercase like, lower racism. Like,
5: like the one in 9-11. Not the hard one. you got
3: going to bomb the fruit area? Like, no, yeah. bitch, you might have a fucking banana. Like, <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: No. So, so I, like, it's pretty diverse out here where I live. And there's an Indian reservation. So everybody knows us. And we all look very different. I feel like a mid-range on skin tone, kind of. For visual, I am brown. I look, I'm black, uh, you know, like brown skin. And, um, you know, so, you know, just general sort of racism that kind of I'm used to. But um, my stepdad is this white dude from Nebraska, from a small town of Nebraska, like one of them little tiny towns. And we went a couple times to visit. I feel like we're never going to go back. His, he's older and his, his parents are now dead. And he's probably like, I'm never going back there. I hate that place. But, you know, I went a couple times when I was like 10 or something like that. And those people in that town definitely had never seen a Black person in real life before. And then it was just like me and my mom in their one tiny little grocery store. And I mean, no one said anything to us, I think, because like we were also, it was a small town, even though Skip had been gone for 20 years, they still knew who he was because there's not a lot of people there. Um, And so we were obviously with them and they're a nice town. It's just, they don't know any Black people. So like we were in a grocery store really getting looks And then it was, they also had a community pool. So I guess maybe this was like racism, but like they had a community pool there, public pool. And I don't remember it probably because I was so young, but I think everybody got out when I got in, which was like cool when you're like seven, because like then you get the whole pool by yourself. (laughs) And then like, I don't know, like after like 10 minutes, everybody was like, whatever, just get back in the pool. Like it wasn't like, it was a, it's a weird small town, but like, I think also it's a, they're really into cattle farming there. So like, I know now they have a lot more like Latinos living in that area because of the farm work and stuff like that. So I think that's it's, you know, they uh, probably still, if I went back, they'd be like, why is this black person here? But like, <laughs> they're not like, oh my God, a not white person. Like, I think they're probably at that level, but it was like super weird. And we did this big, long road trip and we were, you know, we went to Kansas, we went to Kentucky. Uh, My mom had a friend who lived in Kentucky and we were like in the boonies of Kentucky, like in the mountains. And she was this dark skinned black lady from like Flint, Michigan. And she lived in the mountains somewhere in Kentucky. And I I think she said she was like the only black person in town, but she was also like a masseuse and everybody loved her, you know? So it wasn't like that. It was more like, when we rolled into town it was like oh there's more black people those case friends uh because it was just like some really small town that had one black person and they all knew who she was um but yeah like be it going places where like you're just like not used to it especially like i said i, I grew up out here it's just you know it wasn't oh you guys are indian it was that like we're specific kinds of indian and they knew who we were and knew our family and like maybe that's why they're racist like not broad oh i hate not white people it's just like i know some of your cousins and they beat me up one time so I'm gonna be racist
2: yeah
0: (laughs) it's a little different when you leave like your little uh thing I'm curious though for Joe Joe is the only one that has like super visible tattoos and piercings like what's what do you get
2: I get um mostly people avoiding me which is great um and then the other it was like the only time somebody has ever really said anything to me was I was walking my dog and this lady comes up to me we're like walking by each other and she was just like that's a lot of tattoos okay. like, are you my mom are you my mom like who are you <laughs> like I don't know it it's fine it's not a real I'm not oppressed oh, I
5: was gonna say your new like, the new work on your hand looks really good
2: oh thank you yeah it's like yeah, that shit is flames thanks yeah I know I don't think There like people that there are people out there that think being heavily tattooed like is some like a form of oppression or something but like I pay a lot of money to look like this so it's not at all it's not the
0: same <laughs> it's a different no vibe. so if
2: any, if anyone says anything I'm like it doesn't of course, you know they're gonna say something. It doesn't bother me.
0: Yeah, now that makes sense. Um, so moving on from that topic, let's catch up with I think Joe because Joe was like totally different vibe from their episode. Because you mm-hmm. had in your episode a saga. You were working somewhere in a lab. What was that job called? The the title of that. I, forgot. I was
2: uh research assistant all That's right you
0: I'm were a research sure. assistant going to school working it up super academic. then you were like you know what no i'm gonna be a weightlifting coach and Then you worked at a coffee shop and then the pandemic started so mm-hmm. what the fuck are you doing right now
2: so <laughs> i was looking at my calendar earlier today like looking back on my shit and uh i when i was the last time I was on here. I like just got accepted to Flatiron school to learn how to code. And then I started doing that in March and I graduated. It was like 15 weeks and I, um, yeah, I graduated from that. And now I work as a front end developer for, um, uh, Jeez, my brain um <laughs> uh this place that does like events for like uh Coachella and like it's very like it's a it's just such a good fit and I'm, I'm really happy there and I like have good health care and um I I started working there and like immediately got COVID and they're just like take all the time you need like it's fine like we have unlimited PTO like I actually use it like it's a really, like, I have, like, a desk now. The last time I was on the show, it was just, I, I think I was, like, in my bed that I have on the floor. Um, but I'm, like, yeah, T- 2021 uh, was it? I'll just so much happened. And I'm just, like, I'm just so happy with where I'm at. And I I didn't, like, I, it, it's crazy. I just didn't think I was going to be here and uh doing what I'm doing and I just I am really happy and then and then uh powerlifting instead of weightlifting is it's nice I miss deadlift and bench press a lot
0: oh yeah no I'm not giving that up that's yeah. pretty nuts um a lot of I think well no Shrava your your body situation is new to you or not new I don't remember
5: it's not new. I think it's just like, I mean, I don't want to say my age catching up with me, but also like it kind of feels like as I'm getting older, the flares get worse.
0: I think it's life, adulting. Yeah. Yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah no. I, I like that. So, yeah. like, if, um, th- yeah.
0: No, I don't think that's the same thing. Those kind two kind of separate ideas. Back,
5: going back to basics, going back to like foundational strength and functional fitness. And like, honestly, I think it's cool. I'm learning a lot. Um it's interesting to see what is I guess still weak on my body where the weak links are and what powerlifting for three years, like I only power lifted for three years. So how, what that changed from the last time I tried the style of training? Because I, I haven't trained like this since like college, which is interesting.
0: Yeah. No, it's always nice to switch it up. I mean, I'm asking because a lot of somehow we got to talking to people on this podcast that like literally just brand new like oh yeah i just found out like three months ago i have ms surprise um so that was rebecca and joe and now bridget's like i was powerlifting and then i got well i wasn't so (laughs) it's like pretty random that we just find people in this timing of like what the fuck is going on with my life so that's what i wanted to find out joe is settled rebecca is like settled somewhat all right now shravya's got new shit
5: for Mm. me it seems like so i think i've like kind of been living in this you know mental state of like i have so many people telling me like oh you can't be that sick you look fine so i feel like i on some level believed i'm not actually very sick and this is kind of just a lot of me Creating my body like garbage for Uh, the majority of my 20s catching up with me at this point um and honestly I'm not even mad about it because like I said it's kind of like a project I get to work on it's like a puzzle and it's frustrating but like I think the hardest part for me was like having to give up the barbell for a little bit um but then I realized the only reason I was feeling away about it is because this community is so gung ho about, like, oh, barbell only, no machines, no cardio, blah, blah, blah. If you use a leg press, like, what are you doing with your leg? You should be squatting. <laughs> but, like, squatting takes so much out of me. And I would show up to my training sessions with, with my barbell. Like, I would show up and barely be able to squat a plate. And it would just take so much out of me for the next week. I could, I was, like, making maybe two sessions a week at that point, and I had a conversation with my coach, and she was like, well, you know, it kind of just sounds like we need to take a step back for a bit, and that, that's okay, like, it's fine.
0: Damn, shout out to the coach.
5: Yeah, man, it's amazing. Um, I think anyone who is struggling with a chronicle, chronicle illness, not
0: chronicles, I chronicles I'm really of now. illness. <laughs> that's the way you were going. I anyone I who's it. struggling with
5: that should definitely hit her up, though, because, like, she's real good
0: dang um so Bridget yeah. your thing is totally new and it's been ha- wait actually stop sorry Rebecca you were gonna say something about being settled in your body or not being settled
3: oh so uh like a month ago I hurt myself doing it, it, it's so funny people are always like oh my god CrossFit's so dangerous but it's really like it's ranked pretty low on like actual injuries um like you get way more hurt like running like you're more likely to get hurt running than you are to do cro- when you do CrossFit and I hurt myself doing box step-ups uh and like well done. messed up my back messed up my back it's been like a month now I have sciatica like it's a whole thing <laughs> but because I haven't been working out for like the past month uh it's been like four weeks um I I never really stopped working out when i got ms i'd only been working out i'd only been doing crossfit for a year and a half before my symptoms started and i most likely had symptoms before that it was you know and this was just how i lived and i didn't know and then um you know i my body fell apart i had my initial flare up i took maybe two months off and then i was not going to crossfit anymore but i like you know went to an exercise class and then like the next month i was going to like just a regular old gym working on trying to figure out how to use the elliptical um you know and and stuff like that and then so it's been it's been about a month and it's interesting because like i said i never really stopped working out i was always kind of active despite everything and my symptoms are really low like i'm in an ms chat and some of those people their symptoms are so so bad and i don't really have a lot of those symptoms but then i didn't work out for like a month and then it was like oh my god my hips are so tight mm. i can't move i think this is spasticity like And, and like, I have a pain in my leg and I have it all the time and it has been so much worse this last like month because I wasn't doing anything at all. And it's like, so interesting how much like just being inactive has pushed me back. But then like last week I worked out three days in a row and they were really short workouts. Like right before I got hurt, I would, I had upped my training um, and I was working out for like an hour, which I'm sure is like not a lot of time for the rest of you guys. But like,
0: oh, that's where I'm at right are, now. Are
3: rough, so like you, you, you might do some accessory work for like 20, 30 minutes, and then a 10 minute workout is really all you need after that. But like, I had started really working on doing that every time, like do an accessory, do a workout, and then I got hurt, and my training program, I work out from home, I do this training program. This is a really cheap training program, and they write the workouts. For whatever equipment you have, if it's like, if you only have dumbbells, if you have a barbell, if you are really good at CrossFit and could do a muscle up, here's the same workout, a little bit written different, but they also have a version for like, if you're new to working out, if you're injured, like things like that. So the normal workout might have a barbell snatch, but then that other version they do, if you're new to it, it's like alternating hang Snatches with a bar with a dumbbell, you know, because it's still the same movement, but doing that with one arm from the hang position is way different than with a barbell from the floor. So I've been doing. I I did that last week. I worked out three times, and I still felt really bad last week. And then I worked out three times in these like ten minute, really slow, steady. Like I'm not pushing myself. I'm not trying to sweat. I just want to move. And they weren't even that good. Like, I don't have the range of motion right now because of my back to, like, do a kettlebell deadlift. I just can't pick it up from the ground. So I had it. I have, like, a little stepper thing. And I had it on the stepper. And I'm still moving really slow. And, like, I feel so much better than I did last week because I had, like, three days of working really slow but kind of just, like, working on the motions. But, like, I also, in this last month, like, completely lost my squat. Like, I cannot get down there. Previously, even before I started ever working out, I could – get almost my whole hand to the floor from like standing up straight, just like reach down with my leg straight. I can touch my knees right now. That's as far as I can get. And like, I couldn't touch my knees like two weeks ago. And and it's so like, I'm at a weird point right now where like I'm just learning to move again. And it's all just because like, I wasn't standing up straight while doing box step ups with a sandbag on That's my sand-
0: back. Doesn't take much.
3: <laughs> yep. Yeah. And I'm just back back to the beginning like who knows when I'm gonna touch a barbell again you
0: know I'm in the same phase though because I had um I had like I had one vein lasered and then I had to like chill and then two weeks later I had the other one lasered I had to chill again so and at the time I couldn't even tolerate doing something standing up so I was just doing like laying down cars and like bands laying down for a month so now i'm like i wasn't even putting shoes on now i'm like not even used to putting on shoes like i put on shoes and my nerve pain is like bitch shoes what is this um so yeah same vibes but i think like the old power lifter me like that's where also having a coach and like that support of like am i tripping has helped uh, my coaches gab strength though but like I was there too like well if my workout is not an hour and 30 minutes and I don't do like this level of weight then it's not a real one you know like I was on that bullshit but now then I was like you know what fuck it like if I go in there and all I do is box squats like that's fine
5: I'm also I'm really learning how to walk which is interesting I noticed yeah. through this whole new phase that I've actually been walking wrong for <laughs> At least since I get puberty. Um, and it's interesting because my, my glutes are significantly weaker than the rest of my lower body, which I've always wondered, like, why? That's very interesting. But um, part of my, like, new, I guess, protocol is to just get more steps because my body likes it. Um, and we're just trying to do what my body likes. And I realized, like, oh, I don't use my glutes and my hamstrings when I walk because when I started developing hips in middle school, I started like compensating and kind of shuffling to look less curvy. Um, so I, I just have been walking with only half the muscles used to walk this entire time. And now I, I actually use my posterior chain and it's, it's what a difference guys, wow. I wish someone told me this like 10 years ago.
0: Yeah, and you've had ACL issues too, right? And still nobody um, yeah. was like, What is you doing? Why are you walk? I, like I just
5: I just thought I walked slow. I just thought I'd take tiny, tiny steps, but it turns out I don't have to. <laughs> and I also think that's why picking up skating has been so hard for me, because I never shifted my weight fully onto the leg that's like going forward. Yikes. I kind of stayed yeah. in the middle so I wouldn't my hips wouldn't swing. Cause I didn't want them to, um, but yeah,
1: it's uh, it's been a world of difference guys. I've been learning a lot. I'm kind of there like right behind you. Like, so I have severe pigeon toe, but it's gotten so bad that now my bones are starting to twist and turn. And so when we moved, we found this beautiful apartment. It's got huge vaulted ceilings, but the way to get the huge vaulted ceiling apartment is we're on the second floor. And it is like, they are little, small, 20 steps. And I mean, it is, so I realized I can't go down steps because my toes are so pigeon-toed and the joints are so twisted now that I actually have to go down sideways or go down backwards because I cannot go straight down steps because it's just, it's going to blow out a knee because of how bad I've been walking for all of my life. Mm. And it's that realization that, um, I'm so afraid of popping out a joint that I no longer even bend my knees. When I walk, I no longer use my ankles. Like I'm just kind of like, I walk like a Barbie (laughs) (laughs) and don't use any joints. I'm just kind of like hopping along. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm missing out. And it's it's funny that you said that you don't use your glutes. I use nothing but glutes now because it's just the glute pushing me along instead of using anything else. And I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing with it? Like that realization happened. Like I think it was last week of going down the stairs going, no wonder I feel like I'm blowing out a knee. I'm literally stepping on the stairs sideways, but I'm moving forward. I feel
5: like the best way to describe yeah. the way I was walking up till now was kind of like a penguin.
0: Yeah. Well, you were waddling. You weren't Yeah, walking. It's sexy. yeah, like
5: my leg was saying, <laughs> like my legs were yeah. staying straight. It was like literally one foot in front of the other, like that.
1: Yeah. Like- Get your leg. But I think part of that also is like, so I've gained like 40 pounds over COVID. And that feeling of your legs chafing as you're walking and trying to get your legs in front of each other but with a wide stance but also keep your hips tight so you don't sublux a hip and moving your foot and it's just it's it's so much easier to waddle
0: (laughs) Mm. but I need to stop yeah don't do that and thank you don't do that yeah Bridget how's your walking because you got a leg thing yeah
4: Yeah, so I could not move my foot till probably mid-December. I had surgery in November, and I kind of had to relearn how to walk after that. Still really struggle with it just because it's very painful to walk with CRPS, but my leg is so tight, like I have to swing it out to get the gait right because my foot won't like come up. So it's been very challenging. I've been using forearm crutches when I go out and have to be out all day. And that's been helpful, but it's definitely an adjustment. Do you have any braces for your foot or ankle? No, I just, I don't know that I could tolerate a brace on it. It's still super Good sensitive, feeling. like even wearing socks and sweatpants is a lot. Yeah, you kind of need to wear socks with braces.
0: So
1: yeah. I think that's the, the thing been that people don't understand about
0: the Does CRPS. Is, like, is, it hurts. Yeah. yeah Does the, the
5: like nerve numbing cream do anything? Like, or is that just kind of topical?
4: Um, it hasn't helped me part of, I actually have nerve damage, so I can't feel my shin or the top of my foot, but for some reason, my brain still says they hurt. Um, so I tried nerve medicine on it and I can't even feel it. It doesn't. It still just says pain up in here. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, yeah. Do you? So when you say nerve medicine, you mean like oral pills or um, topical
4: stuff? Uh, I was talking about like topical stuff. Okay. It was. It wasn't anything prescription. It was like sunburn stuff with lidocaine in it i just figured maybe that would help but i couldn't even feel it on my skin so it did nothing mm, no yeah. somebody I told tried, me once capsaicin for nerve pain and i
0: tried capsa-
1: I I capsaicin i have that was terrible. i have the diphlyna- the um NSA yeah. gels i have really? lidocaine we've tried lyrica we've, like it just oh lyrica is my favorite
0: oh i think Lyrica hate helps it. with my itching i have neuropathic itching oh. My body tells yeah, me I I'm itchy it. when I shouldn't I use,
1: be. That's what I use uh, gabapentin for. Lyrica made me swell <laughs> up like a sausage.
0: That was the opposite. <laughs> gabapentin didn't do shit, and they were just yeah. like upping it. Like, all right, just take another pill. All right, just take another pill. All right, just take another pill. And I'm like, all right, guys, 1200 milligrams, guys. <laughs> come on. That was
1: <laughs> that was me and Lyrica. We we I started swelling so bad I couldn't get my rings on, but I wasn't getting any relief, and it was like, yeah,
0: okay, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I feel like they're willing to throw like every single med at it. But it's it's one of those weird things that like, it's so hard to describe to doctors when you have nerve pain that's just, it's so out of sync with what your body should yeah. be feeling.
4: I've been lucky to have like, just accidentally ended up with doctors who are pretty experienced with CRPS. But then sometimes I'll end up in like urgent care and they have no idea, and I can tell they're just freaked out, and they don't necessarily understand what's happening, and then they don't treat it right, and it's just a nightmare.
1: Yeah, figuring out what it was was definitely, because I was like, is this just something like, what is, what is like, there, there's no rhyme or reason, and, like, the path that the CRPS is in my forearm, at least, is, like, it literally makes no sense. Like I can still wear my watch because it just randomly stops. It does not, there's no rhyme or reason for it. And there's no, there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to even put a shirt on. Mm -hmm. And like the doctor was like, well, we could try and do like dry needling and stuff, but I can't even touch that area. So how are we supposed to get the needles into there? Like, it's just one of those baffling, even watching the doctors get baffled is really
0: frightening
4: and frustrating for my nerve stimulator placements I had I think it was three um but it was awful because they would like tape the sheet thing to my leg Mm -hmm. and then they would be moving it around and pulling stuff off and then obviously they're sticking a giant needle deep in my leg which hurts all the time (laughs) and it was just and you're awake the whole time which is great too so you get to experience all the pain
0: what is, what are they trying to do? Yeah. They're trying to work on your muscle strength. Cause you see, you have, you have like, there's like two things you have nerve pain and CRPS, but also you actually don't have like control of your muscles.
4: Right? Yeah. So okay, I have so a what's... little bit of, I don't know if that's from the nerve damage or from the CRPS, but my foot will like kind of twitch and it's definitely weaker than my other leg. So the nerve stimulator, it doesn't do anything for that it's mostly just to kind of scramble the signals coming from my leg to my brain to stop some of the pain
0: oh okay yeah it's a pain it's actually it actually helps a
4: little bit yeah
0: Ooh. but yeah. it
4: was not fun getting it put in
0: yeah no that's bullshit my vein thing is like um It was lidocaine and whatever mixture, and it's just like needle sticks, and it was like six of them, just like on my inner thigh, just look, 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 they're like, all right, couple pinches, and I'm like, hold on, four, five, bitch, you said a couple, and (laughs) what's going on right now? That shit was, oh, it was not good. It's not a vibe. No thanks. No thanks. Um, Is there, let's see, let's see. Rebecca, we didn't talk that long ago, so you just told us about your, new injury great work on that way to go mess that up all on your own can't blame anyone else all right
3: um it was was pretty sweet um i was gonna say i actually yeah what are you
5: gonna say sorry go ahead i was gonna say my last injury is also because of a box step-ups maybe
3: maybe i'll just never do it again It's just the worst. It's like the dumbest waiter. Like no equipment. I mean, I did have equipment. I had a sandbag on my back, but like, just it was really stupid. Um Literally, you know, no, literally when I just fucking fell over. A oh, lot of it. <laughs> just I just fucking fell.
0: Nice. Yeah. Nice. No, I was,
5: this is the first I day in my new gym at the time too, and I was so nervous. Right.
0: No, I don't fall anymore. Thank <laughs> the Lord. But yeah, that 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 would be me. That would be me too. Yeah. Yeah. Big. I,
3: you know, it's funny you just said like we didn't talk that long ago, but I think when we talked, like I had two jobs, like all this. My mom's about to walk in the house. Um, hello. Who that? She's Hi, mom. Best. Mom. It's, it's,
0: hi. Um, come here. To, come down. You can come see on, the mom. screen, and you can, you can't say, say who screen. and not say hi. Hey, I'm, I'm
3: Rebecca. Hi. <laughs> I'm the real Rebecca. Oh, the real girls who lift. I, I'm not Rebecca. I'm Rebecca's mom.
0: Okay. Bye. Bye! Nice Bye. to see you. <laughs> wow, Rebecca's a clone, y'all. Somebody yeah. look into that.
3: Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, the I don't know, the last time we talked, I was like, working two jobs. Like. Okay, I, I, so
0: you just got your shred shed. You had two jobs. Yeah, right? yeah I just okay. got in the
3: shred shed. I had two jobs. I uh, was trying so hard for a year to like figure out how to quit one of my jobs. And then... Um, there was a day that I had written a resignation letter for my support job, and then I never sent it in, but I had a date on it of, like, this will be my last day, and then I didn't send it, and then um, I, for whatever reason, I was terminated the day, like, that day that would have been on my two-week notice.
0: <laughs> do you believe in witchcraft?
3: <laughs> yeah, it was great. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, this was going to be my last day anyway. I'm so glad you decided to do this, um, but yeah, no, like, I was so... I only I only have one job now, and it's pretty sweet. Um, I'm the director of communications for my tribe, and a lot of it is sending out emails, but it's also just making sure the community members know about stuff. I was on a I was on a I guess I'm on like a committee right now to do some stuff and I was just posting about it on Instagram and someone was like oh really because I didn't know and I was like girl I sent out that email like five times it was in yeah I sent that out every oh, yeah. Friday for a month I sent it out in the big email I said it out a couple times on its own but like you know if, if you really want to say this that you're interested I will make sure you know specifically every time about this thing Sounds like um people like yeah yeah a lot of my pictures of looks real good oh yeah I'm working on my photos um right now it's it kind of worked out I had started it but then I got hurt so I had a lot more time to kind of work on it of an like an indigenous food kind of project one of the things is my job is I'm supposed to write a newsletter everybody always wants recipes shit people do not want to give their recipes like no one will no one will give me a recipe for like anything because it's a secret you know so and and then our recipes are kind of like the where I am on the east coast I live in New York there's there's not as many indigenous people over here because we never moved you know we were never part of the trail of tears we never went anywhere and so it's built up where we are so there's just like not as many of us so right now I'm kind of doing this like food project this week I'm going to make a venison empanadas. Um, so that'll be fun. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I'm like working on my photography. Cause like, if, if I can't get recipes from anybody, I gotta make my own recipes and then I want the pictures to actually be nice. So like my job made me buy a camera and <laughs> now I'm learning how to
0: <laughs> I'm into it. Photos. So you're
3: getting paid to learn Yeah, and I'm and I'm like my own boss too because that support job, like it was nine to five. I always had to sign in, I always had to like do stuff. Now it's like I I I am the director of communications and there's no one else in my department. I
0: am the director of (laughs) me. Yeah,
3: I'm the director of myself. (laughs) (laughs) There's certain things that they need me to do, and then it's like you figure out the rest of what you want to do. And so what I want to do is this like sort of food project where, you know, using using these things they're making me do to figure out some other stuff. But I'm into it. that's where I'm at right now and Rough. not working out. But I'm going to start. I'm starting again. Like I, now that I felt better after doing that a couple of times last week, I think I'm going to try to get back into Slow it. And now. Steady. Slow and steady.
0: You're good. Yep. You're good. All right. So, Shravya, where are you at? I think we checked in. We got to know Brigitte. We checked in with everyone else before we take a break or close this episode for the uh, real life people. Where are you at?
5: um I got a new cat
0: okay all right yeah
5: so I got a kitten in June um his name is Toulouse he's real cute real loud I'm surprised he hasn't been screaming this entire time he usually gets really uh needy when I'm not giving him attention but he and my adult cat are like best friends now they're all over my Instagram I have like low-key just in my cat blog at this point um (laughs) I figured out I have ADHD so that's that's been a fun ride um The psychiatrist specifically said, Wow, it's pretty severe. I'm surprised you made it this far. So nice. Got that going for me. (laughs) Uh, My life kind of turned around after that. I actually can like chain activities together now, which is nuts. Um, And uh, I've been good, honestly. I feel like a lot of my, you know, imposter syndrome, anxiety, whatever, was kind of rooted to my inability to get shit done. In a timely manner, and I'm I'm good. Like I got a raise and everything. Yay!
0: <laughs> That's right. You can get the um, yeah, raise. I mean,
5: body body is finicky, is per huge, but like my mind's good for the first time in a while, and I'm happy.
0: Damn. Oh, I love hearing that. <laughs> Great job. Hearing great job everybody all right Brigitte we don't have the saga Brigitte but from I'm sorry I keep saying Brigitte because it just looks the spelling looks French and I just keep doing it it is
4: French I just go by Bridget but Brigitte is the
0: we don't do that here what is your name we don't do that here what's the correct pronunciation but it's spelled Brigitte okay but what does your mother call you
4: she calls me Brigitte okay great. but my dad is all from right. France and he goes so this was the compromise
0: oh my lord okay you got a whole thing going on that we don't have time for that <laughs> never mind never mind never mind never mind all right uh <laughs> never mind never mind all right well we don't have the saga of Bridget but at least from your injury to today are we on the same vibe so far everybody's here on a period of growth whether or not they're working out very well we're not talking about that that's fine we lift that's like up and down the other part how are you how are you
4: so i'm in grad school right now it's my first semester and it has been an interesting experience so i'm in a biochemistry program Mm -hmm. and um obviously that means like a lot of time in labs and labs just are not built to accommodate people who are on crutches or in a wheelchair or need to sit and it's been very challenging in that sense and i'm not sure if I like it enough to like stick with it and try to power through and figure out how I'm gonna do it. yeah. So that's where I'm at now. I also have pots, which I've been dealing with since like middle school. Mm -hmm. So I was used to kind of navigating chemistry lab needing to sit before that, but I could still move around fairly easily. And now it's kind of like double can't Get through i'm on crutches so it's not like i can carry stuff and move between equipment it's just been a lot
0: that does sound like a lot is anyone even like this does anyone care or are they just letting you struggle
4: <laughs> so people have been really nice but i think i'm like the first person they've ever had in the program who's got some sort of disability they told me they had one guy on crutches but I'm pretty sure he had just like injured his foot for a couple weeks and they're like he was fine and it's just not the same no level so they're trying but I mean when the whole building is just inaccessible yeah there's not all that much they can do so I don't know what I'll do
0: all right well you will figure it out (laughs) everybody (laughs) here so far is doing it all right yeah. We go through a lot of changes. Um, definitely nothing is linear. Definitely everything is made up anyway. So don't let anybody make you feel bad about anything you're going through. Everything's fake. <laughs> That's like step one. But I think you'll figure it out eventually. Yeah. Yes. All right. So Rebecca's mom is like a vibe in the background. If you, y'all are watching this on YouTube, then you can see her. First of all, she opened the door and said, "Who is that?"
1: <laughs> 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 I, 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 I want to bust out my robe. We should have a robe
3: like I was like uh, I was in this like meeting earlier today, and then I needed to go to the grocery store, and I was like trying to figure out what town I should go to because like I wanted to go do a bunch of errands, and I was like, "You got to be back. I have to do a podcast." She's like, "Oh, you doing a podcast with?" Oh, God. I was like,
0: "It's
3: my friends." Like anytime, who are you friends yeah,
0: with? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: And, like, and I was like, I got like I don't, I got friends. Um, yeah, but- I guess
5: the what friends? Too. Who? Who? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, they're all yep. you haven't that- met
0: them, okay? Yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. It's like you haven't, you don't know them. Classic um, friends. Yeah, but so classic moments. <laughs> That's the thing. Like b- before the pandemic, I was living in I had an apartment in Queens in the city and like in New oh, York yeah. City and like that I moved home and it's just been like a whole thing like since I've been home I think I was only gone for like two years but like it's been a thing since I've been home and like it's funny I was in a I said I was like on a committee and one of the things we were talking about was like housing on the on the reservation what should we do and I, I told this great story about how, like, I don't want to live at home. I don't want to live with my mom. You can all say that to her. And then she'll kick me out. And then one of you people have to let me live in my in your house because, like, we don't have apartments here or anything. So, and, and, like, I came back and told her that she was like, you want to get kicked out? And I was like, no, because I don't have a place. No one said I could live there. Um, and then I like, did. Plan I failed. Then today was the second day of the meeting and like before it started, someone was like, So what you said yesterday about like wanting your own space, do you want to dog sit for me sometimes? Cause like then you can just like stay in my house by yourself for like a week. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, that for works. sure. I know that lady. That lady has a saltwater pool in her yard. So okay. yes, I'll be watching your dog. I'm gonna come dog sit with you. <laughs> yeah, ma'am. Pizza, I can not have to deal with like she's hilarious, but like I can't, that's a lot.
0: <laughs> no, no, that's that's uh this big mom energy right there. I got the yeah. vibes. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, Yeah, I, I, I I left out. So like our apartment complex has like three pools and all this stuff like that normally people would be all about coming to visit, but because we're up that full flight of stairs and it's not an easy flight of stairs, nobody wants to come visit. So it's like my own space that nobody comes to see you at. And it's kind of on one level, it's good, but of course it still gets lonely. So thank God for you guys.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah thank goodness. I'm glad everyone could make it. I really am. I love to see you. I love to talk to you offline and in and, and this face-to-face. Um, I think for this episode, maybe we'll take a break, maybe talk some more in a little bit, but I'm sure our bladders probably need a second. Um, thumbs up if you agree. Thumbs up. Great, great, great. For the recording, um, Disabled Girls out. See you on the next one.
3: Thanks for listening to Disabled Girls Who Left. We appreciate all of your support and everyone who's taken the time to show us some love. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, or write a review of our channel. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, and more. You can also find us on Instagram, at Disabled
0: Girls Who Lift.